Hello everybody, my name is Abby Weinsma and I am the new live music director and co-host of The Basement here at Impact 89FM. I'm super excited to be getting started, especially after the crazy year we all had, but I'm even more excited to be introducing my very first artist interview with MSU and Impact alum Lauren Lagrasso. Lauren is a singer-songwriter, executive podcast producer at Cadence 13, and even the host of her own podcast, Unleash Your Inner Creative. We talked all things music, radio, and spirituality with a lot of admiration from my end mixed in. So without further ado, here's my chat with Lauren Legrasso. Well, I think that my first question for you, Lauren, is where did your journey begin in music? Like, were you always interested in it? Did you grow up in a household that was musical? It was only musical because I was singing all the time. My parents, (laughs) I did make my parents perform for me. Like I did solo and ensemble in high school and I would teach them my classical songs, then make them sing it back to me. Maybe that's where the producing part started. Um, But yeah, from the time I was about three, I did musicals. And so I always loved music through musicals and choirs. And at MSU, I studied theater. I got a BFA in acting. So I did a bunch of musicals there, but I didn't write a song until I was 23. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was really born out of heartbreak. I came here to pursue acting. I was really struggling. I had an agent, but she was a total flake. She actually left town without telling me. I was going to sad audition after sad audition. And um, my final summer at MSU, because I stuck around after my senior year to take classes to get my two pieces of paper because I got a BFA in acting and a BA in communication. I had picked up this guitar that had been sitting in my closet literally since freshman year. I tried to play it countless times. Every time I, I would just mute the chords, which is like basically when you strum and it sounds like nothing. Yeah. I couldn't figure it out, but I kept it with me because I felt like you know, maybe I'll figure it out. Maybe there's something there. And um, when I was, and cause I'm backtracking now, but just to tell you how this all came to be. When I was in that summer before I left, finally something clicked. And um, I randomly found two guitar picks in my room. I have no idea where they came from. I, I swear it was like a God thing because yeah. nobody had been in my room. Nobody like in the house played guitar and I didn't own picks. So I took that as a sign and finally, when I found those picks, I was suddenly able to start learning chords. And when I moved out to LA, I really started delving into guitar. I moved out to LA. So that was the summer 2011. I moved to LA uh, fall 2011 to do an internship on the Ellen show. And suddenly guitar started clicking. And as I was in that heartbreak moment from acting, music started pouring out of me. And it was almost like a a dam had been released and the floodgates were coming through because I had never released this gift that was burning inside of me that I, um, I just had to get out. And I started falling asleep writing songs, which sounds wild, but it's like that state when you're in between awake and asleep, when you like kick your leg and you wake up. Mm-hmm. And um, I started singing them into my Blackberry at the time oh, and then that. putting them together with guitar and then gigging all around LA. So that's kind of how it started. But It was a wild path and took a lot longer than probably most people's. Right. But like you said, it sounds like it was pretty faded, especially if, you know, you walk in, you find guitar picks and it kind of kickstarts you. Um, And also I feel like what's the saying? Like it's hard to be creative when you're happy. 
It's usually something that's really like <laughs> really hard to, to get through that really starts inspiring that. Um, so I guess that does segue nicely. My next question was, what does your songwriting process look like normally? Mm, that's a great question. And it looks different every time. But what usually happens, I guess, like probably if I had to say like 50 to 60% of the time is I'll be walking, driving in the shower, doing something kind of monotonous. And then an idea for a song, along with some sort of melody comes through. I sing it into my voice recording. So it's kind of the same process as when I was first starting, but into a much better phone. (laughs) And (laughs) I have an Apple iPhone now. Um, I sing it into my voice memos. And then I come back, I start strumming around on the guitar or playing on the piano and figure out what key it's in, what chords I'm going to be playing, what the progression is. And then it kind of flows from there. So that's, that's most normally, there are times when I very intentionally say like, I have this idea, I want to write a song about blank, and then I put it all together at once. But most of the time, some sort of melody and lyric idea comes together at once, I sing it into my phone, and then I translate it to keys or guitar. Right. And at that point, had you been doing any music production? Or were you kind of figuring that out at the same time that you were writing stuff? No, I had never done anything but musical theater and choir. So I, um, I never quite felt that I fit in there because uh, I don't know. I didn't feel like I was like big and ballsy enough for the, like, they want you to belt crazy, crazy notes. And while I have a big, huge, loud voice, like I never felt like I could fit into that box. And it was almost like when I first started writing music, it was like, oh, this is what what it's been the whole time. I just didn't know it. Like, I didn't know that this could be a possibility for my life. So, um, yeah, no, I was, I totally learned as I went, I didn't really know any music theory. I've taken classes since I've been out here and, um, I haven't really gotten into music production yet. I do podcast production, as you know, but Mm -hmm. that's the next step. So I've been playing around with that. I took a class at the songwriting school of Los Angeles and yeah, producing myself would be a dream because it gives you so much more autonomy and saves a lot of cash. That, yeah, that is very true. (laughs) It is expensive to book time. And I mean, we're in Michigan here, so I can't imagine the prices out in LA. Like just thinking about that would be, oh my gosh, I can't even budget that. Anywho, (laughs) um, were you like hearing about how you said it kind of started late? Did you have a fear or did you not care? Like jump right into it? Because I feel like you know, there are some things people kind of like, I want to try this out or I want to do this later in life, but I feel like it's too late and I get 23, but like, personally, I think I would have a bit of hesit, like I'd be a bit hesitant. Did you have any of that? No, cause I think I was, um, just too young and ignorant to know how hard it was. And actually that benefited me greatly. Like I would have much more hesitation trying something new now because it's almost, I mean, it's nine years, nine years later. Yeah. Um, And so I know more of what life is like and how difficult it is to start something new at that time though. And I think this is true when you're in the right space with anything, no matter your age at that time, I felt so much joy and fulfillment in doing what I was doing that like, I dared anyone to try to stop me. Like I was just so happy and so in flow that there was nothing that could stop me and things were clicking. Like it wasn't hard. I I went to an open mic and I booked a show out of the open mic and I, I called the house of blues and they're like, Oh yeah, we think we've heard of you. I definitely (laughs) don't think that they had, (laughs) but I mean, like it was so easy. The show just happened nine months after I wrote my first song. So 
I didn't feel that because I wasn't coming up against a lot of the obstacles at that time. I think primarily because I was in such a state of joy because this thing that I had kind of secretly desired my whole life just happened. And I never thought that I would like get the honor of writing a song. And um, I like it, it honestly even makes me teary today because it really is an honor to be able to put a song together and for me, like, and I'm sure music means something similar to you. It's one of the things that's made me feel most seen and part of a community in my life. And there, there have been times when music has saved my life. And so to think that I get to write something that could potentially be that mirror for somebody else or that hand to somebody else, um, I, I just kind of didn't have any barriers in my way at that time. I'd like to get back in that mentality because I think when you're in that flow state, it's very powerful. Right. Um, and I was checking out some of your podcasts and I saw the one that unleash your inner creative. Um, you talk about like spirituality on there. So I'm kind of going into that, but I was wondering, like, do you believe in like the law of attraction and, and that sort of thing? Cause I feel like what you're saying sounds very much like, you know, fate, but when you want it bad enough, it comes to you. I do believe in it. I have definitely seen it happen in my life. I think when I ended up working at Sirius XM. That was totally the law of attraction. Um, Even my internship on Ellen, when I was at Michigan state, I just started telling people like, I'm going to intern on Ellen someday. I didn't know anyone who worked at Ellen, but then somebody (laughs) who I knew in the theater department happened to know a PA there. And that PA like happened to be elevated to production coordinator a week before I applied. And that was the position that hired the interns. So it's like, I've seen things that have happened way too personally or like perfectly in my life to not believe in it to some extent. I don't know that I've mastered it, but I've certainly seen when I've been crystal clear about what I want and told people, that's the big thing. You have to tell people, you have to write it down. You have to visualize it. But when you do that, I have seen things that were probably impossible, just fall at my feet. So yeah, I do believe in the manifestation and the law of attraction. And um, I think you have to also be careful what you ask for, because when you are in that flow state, it can happen really easily. Oh, totally. Yeah. Your thoughts manifest your reality. Um, I'm all about that type of stuff at law of attraction. So hearing about this, whenever I hear any stories like this, I get so like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Cause I feel like I've even experienced things like that. So just hearing and seeing how successful you are and how well it's worked for you is really inspiring and like makes me so excited for the future. So it's really cool to see that. Um, like speaking of MSU, you said you were here and you studied theater and then you kind of branched out from there. Did you join anything? Like I know right now I'm, we're part of the impact, but like anything or made any connections that helped you along in the future? Oh yeah. I credit MSU with so much of my success. So I got a BFA in acting and a BA in communication. So I was really straddling two worlds. I was in the comm department and the theater department, but they complemented each other beautifully. I was in the telecasters. So I acted on the show. Mm -hmm. I acted on a sideshow, which I think that's what it was called, right? Sideshow or side, side something. It was a sketch comedy show. Yeah. And so I, I did acting there. I was the director of communications for all the telecasters my senior year. Um, I was the vice president of SPAM, which was a performing arts organization. I DJed on the impact under the name DJ Losef. (laughs) 
Um, and honestly, like that kind of is what I would, I would play these independent artists and be like, God, it would be so cool if I could be one of the people that they play here someday. But of course I didn't write music at the time. So I didn't see an in for that, but I just, I was so enamored with that idea that we really helped break so many people's careers. Um, and yeah, I, and I also did plays. So that took up a lot of my time as well. I was always in a play or a musical. And um, I, I mean, like I said, it was due to an MSU connection that I even got to to Los Angeles in the first place because of Brandon Piper, shout out to Brandon, um, <laughs> who introduced me to this woman, Jill, who hired me at Ellen. So, and so many people have helped me since I've been LA who are Spartans. Almost every, I mean, not as much now that we're in a pandemic, now that things are opening up more, a little bit more now, but I, when the world was at large, I would meet someone from Michigan like every other day. And if it was a Spartan, it was instantly somebody who would be willing to reach out their hand to me because they felt a connection and likewise for them. Like, I just, I feel so compelled to help anybody younger or older than me who has a dream, who had a similar experience than as me. And I want to help them not have to go through some of the hardships I went through. And I think a lot of other Spartans feel the same way. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I, even just being here a current student, there are so many different resources, but one of the biggest things I always push is connections you know, getting out there, putting yourself out there. And again, like just seeing how well it's worked for you. Like it's kind of like the proof is in the pudding. So it's, I'm sorry. I'm just like, that's so cool. It's so cool to hear and see all that. Um, and it really got you like to a lot of different places. I was reading um, your Spotify bio and I saw that you ended up working with Jeff Bova, who's like a board winning Grammy award winning producer. What was that experience like? Oh, Jeff is the sweetest person in the world. I love him. I got so blessed because you hear so many horror stories about the music industry, but Jeff really developed me as an artist. You know, we spent a long time working on my music and partly that was due because I was working at Sirius XM and learning how to produce and host radio. So it took a little bit of a sidetrack, but also because I really wasn't ready when I first met him to put out music. I needed to develop my voice, both literally and figuratively, like my voice as an artist. I needed to become a better writer. I needed to kind of learn what my style was. And he took the time with me to develop me. And um, beyond that, like, I really think the best thing that came out of my producing experience with Jeff was, well, the friendship, the incredible songs, but also he introduced me to my therapist, which that has been one of the most transformative things for me as a human being, as an artist, really opened me up to mental health and um, programming that had been put into me as a child and just being a human living in this world and has made me so much more open and able to be vulnerable. So uh, the experience was phenomenal and I highly recommend Jeff to anyone. And um, I feel very lucky that I got placed with such an incredible human being who really saw me as a person and took the time to develop me as an artist. Right, like wanted to, like made you feel seen. I feel like that's important too, like you're saying in the industry and especially when you're trying to come up and you're really just trying to, to get that attention, that special care that you need, you know? Um, yeah. So he introduced you to your therapist. I see like that mental health is a really big part of your like music, your, your whole career, but especially in music. And I'm 
it's a topic that's very stigmatized still. We're getting better, but it's still, you know, kind of a hard thing for people to talk about. Where did you find the courage to have, like, speak up and start to talk about issues that a lot of people don't like to discuss? So it was really hard for me when I first graduated college, I had never done therapy. I actually, I just did a whole episode about it on my podcast, which I highly recommend anyone listen to who is kind of wanting to trace the lines of their own mental health and learn how to talk up about it more. But when I first started therapy, I was again, 23. I just started writing music, started this new career, was, was feeling bad about myself because I had tied so much of my identity to acting. And so that amongst some other things that were coming up drove me in there. I think, like you said, it's hard to make art when you're happy. It's also hard to get into therapy when you're happy because you're like, I'm fine. But there's almost always something brewing underneath the surface. And it just takes a major wild, sad moment to push you in there. So, but when I first started doing therapy, when I was 23, I did not tell anyone. I was really ashamed at that time. I was with my, what I call my starter therapist for about two years. And then I finally got back into therapy when I was 27. Um, So I took a two-year break from therapy with a new person, Jessica, who Jeff, my producer, had introduced me to. And um, I got into it because I was in a relationship that was really struggling. But what I realized was I was struggling with myself and that I had chosen to be in this relationship because I didn't have a base or a platform of love for myself. And so... I really started learning self-love. I started learning boundaries and how to set boundaries. And the reason I started talking about it is because I couldn't shut up about it because it was changing my life so much to work on myself. It was changing my levels of happiness and inner peace and self-esteem that I felt like if I don't tell people how amazing this is, I'm doing a major disservice to my friends, to my family, my community, anyone who chooses to listen to my music or my podcast or my radio show, I absolutely have to talk about this or else people are going to be suffering that don't need to. And I mean, my mom has gotten into therapy since I did it. A lot of people in my family have started therapy, people in my community. And it's still hard to talk about sometimes. I mean, when I did that episode and literally said every moment of the trigger, like, you know, cause I, I started having anxiety when I was in second grade, but no one knew what was going on. Nobody helped me. And it wasn't my parents' fault. They just, they didn't know. They didn't know. They didn't have tools. We weren't talking about this stuff back in the nineties. Um, and so, yeah, I just feel like it was really hard to share that. It was still scary, but if my story can help even one person suffer less, then it will all be worth it. And, um, you know, I have a song called therapy that I just put mm-hmm. out and I will say it's, it's much more open here in LA, but when I sing that song in Michigan, the room goes silent. I mean, it's as if I said, Hey guys, I just murdered someone. I mean, <laughs> it's like, you can hear a pin drop, but I think it's really important because as Michiganders, we're really kind and, and loving and will help anyone, but we're really pent up too. And we hold a lot inside and there's a lot of passive aggressiveness because we don't, confront ourselves or each other. And so, yeah, my wish for anyone listening to this and for you and just for anyone in the world is please, please get the help you need. There is no shame in it. It's a beautiful thing to be able to find tools to live a better life, to treat yourself and others better. And uh, I can't recommend getting in touch with your mental health enough. Right. 
And do you see your songwriting and your music as a way for you to like help continue to grow and learn with your mental health journey? Yeah. Yeah. I can always tell when I haven't written a song for a while, cause I start, I just start feeling dead inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, when I write, it is completely a release. Sometimes I don't even realize how sad or upset or angry I am at something until I finish the song. I'm like, Whoa, <laughs> you've been holding that in. Uh Oh, better write another. I was going to so, yeah, say absolutely. You it for therapy appointments. Like you hold it up. I wrote this. I didn't know I was feeling this, but here it is. Well, I will tell you when I was in my relationship, I used to write songs about the situation. I then I'd sing it for my ex-boyfriend and be like, just so you know, I wrote this about you. I love that. And I'm going to take that with me. Good. <laughs> yes. Yes. Use it. Great tip. I love that. But yeah, it sounds like, I mean, like you said, you just released therapy and it really is amazing to see a woman, especially because I get like women are in the industry, but especially when you're independent, I feel like you need to, you know, it's almost like you have to work a little bit harder to get noticed. And especially in a a male centered field like that. So to see you being a woman talking about mental health, also having multiple um, outlets and creative fields, also in male dominated industries is um, really inspiring. And I think that it just is really amazing what you're doing. And I really appreciate it. And I think that, you know, you're going to be going very far because of it. Oh, thank you, love. And I appreciate you saying that, you know, it's like when you're in the hustle, it's really hard to see from above and see the good work you've done, because every day you're just trying to take one step forward. And You know, I recently read a statistic that I think only 18% of um, all artists heard on the radio are women, and that some radio stations literally have a rule where you can't play two women back to back. And so I think when I see something like that, I appreciate what I and so many other women in this industry who are pursuing an artistic path are doing because it is that much harder for us. And I never think about that. I just think, you know, okay, well, I'm pushing forward. I've done this, I've done that, but why isn't it happening more? And I never think about the actual barriers that are in my way just because of how I was born. Um, So, you know, not to say that you shouldn't keep pushing forward, but definitely take everything that you do achieve and know that it was that much harder and give yourself props for that because it's a big deal. And, um, it's an honor to write music and to be talking with you. And yeah, I just, I hope that you pursue every dream on your heart. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed talking with Lauren. She has a new single out called Therapy, and you can find that along with her other music and podcast on streaming platforms such as Spotify and Apple Music. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for upcoming interviews and in-studios here at The Impact 89 FM.